Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast. We're taking a quick look at what our speakers are covering at upcoming Knowledge Group events. This time we're turning our attention to how to determine patent infringement reasonable royalty damages and some tools and tips for 2019. Although the webcast went live December the 4th, it is available for on-demand playback at a time to suit you. All the information you need will be found in the description down below, along with some information about our panel, as well as a full agenda of what was covered. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. That'll get you 25% off your first webcast registration. Now that works for live and recorded events. Today's panel was composed of Scott Bosworth, a Vice President at Nathan Associates Incorporated, Shogo Hamasaki, a Manager at Analysis Group Incorporated, and Benjamin Schladweiler, a shareholder at Greenberg Torig LLP. Let's turn things over to them now. Uh, sure. My name is uh, Ben Schladweiler. I'm a shareholder at uh, Greenberg Traurig, and I practice primarily patent litigation, and specifically patent litigation uh, in, in standards-type uh, settings. Uh, and I've uh, practiced for about 15 years now. And like I said, I've had a number of standards cases and several that have gone to trial, and I've noticed some interesting trends lately. Uh, that, that I would like to discuss because I think that this, you know, the royalties in the standard setting is one of the most uh, changing areas of the law as of late. I mean, I think everyone knows how it's supposed to work where uh, patent owners can declare any patent they want as standard essential. There's generally no policing that, but once it's declared, uh, they commit to license those patents on what's called Fran terms, which everyone assumes means something lower than a normal reasonable royalty, but because there's no statute codifying it, it's kind of, there's been a lot of confusion about that. There's been a lot of confusion about uh, what FRAN means, especially uh, what the term non-discriminatory means, and, 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 and how do you actually use that. Um, and the confusion, I think, is twofold. Number one, uh, there's been a number of, you know, FRAN cases that have gone to juries, but really the jury is a black box. You know, they hear, the, they hear the arguments that are presented by the attorneys, but we don't really know how they actually calculate their numbers. Um, and secondly, there's only been a handful of cases or courts that have actually set a FRAND rate. Uh, by my count, I've counted four of them, and none of them apply the same methodology. So again, it adds to the murkiness here. So, so a lot of it boils down to what is and what is not non-discriminatory, and that's been a moving target as well. Uh, earlier cases, um, like in 2013, uh, they examined non-discriminatory sort of using an antitrust approach. Um, does licensing practice of the license or disrupt competition in the market? And as you can imagine, that's sort of a higher standard. Um, the most recent case, and this case has been getting a lot of press, was the TCL versus Erickson case by Judge Selna in the Central District of California uh, at the end of 2017. And he did differently. I mean, he basically said discrimination can be shown by the effect on a single licensee and not the market as a whole. And he also rejected the argument that smaller companies should not be compared to bigger companies in determining whether discrimination occurred. Uh, That's important because usually the bigger players in the market pay less royalties as they have more negotiating power. And often licensors go after the big fish to get everyone else in line. Um, and, and so it raises a lot of questions. I mean, what are the implications of this non-discrimination prong after TCL? And that's something that, uh, that I want to discuss at the webcast. 
as well as, you know, if, if all the players are treated the same, will this heighten the importance of the non-discrimination part of FRAND and actually lower the rates, especially for smaller players who can take advantage of the lower rates uh, that big players negotiate? Uh, and will other courts follow suit? And there has been some, uh, you know, cases that have gone to trial post-TCL, and I would like to examine, you know, what, what those cases have done and sort of where, where the trend is going. Uh, the other thing um, that the, the TCL uh, case uh, brought up uh, that's important, and sort of all the cases brought up that's important, is, is how do you actually calculate it? Because there's also been sort of murkiness around that. Um, there's been two main approaches on how you calculate FRAND. One is a top-down approach, and what that does is it tries to deal with the issue of royalty stacking. And, and royalty stacking is basically where you put some sort of limit on the total royalty someone has to pay for the standard uh, because, you know, individual royalties themselves might not be that much, but if you stack them on top of each other and layer them on top of each other, ultimately the overall percentage could be large and that could affect the profitability and, and make some people not want to adopt that standard. So the top-down approach begins with that sort of what is the overall royalty stack percentage calculation and then it takes that, sets that as a ceiling and then moves backwards to determine the portion of, uh, of what should be paid to the patents at issue. The bottom-up approach, which was used by you know, uh, cases uh, post-TCL did it differently, and they tried to determine the value uh, basically by looking at the value of the standard essential patents in isolation without looking at any other patents. And so, as you can imagine, these approaches, would, you would think, would, you know, ultimately end in tip completely different uh, royalty rates. And I'd like to, you know, examine how that actually has played out post-TCL and sort of examines the strengths and weaknesses of both approaches. And is there a consensus emerging now that, 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 that TCL, you know, is, uh, is out there and our, our courts are sort of following suit? And sort of the, some of the other issues that come up, even if you do use a top-down approach, such as, you know, how do you perform this analysis when you only have a, when you have a portfolio? And some of the patents in there may be, standard essential and not asserted, or there may be some non-standard essential patents. And so, some, you know, see, dealing with those problems that some of the courts have addressed uh, is sort of what I would like to deal with in the uh, webcast. Don't forget, all the information about our panel and a full agenda will be found in the description box down below. This podcast is available for on-demand playback at a time to suit you, and you'll also find the code PODCAST25 to get 25% off that first webcast registration. That works for both live and recorded events. We look forward to seeing you in the future. Take care, everyone. Bye now.